Welcome to the Healing Place Church devotional podcast. Join us Monday through Friday for a new daily devotional each day from the Healing Place Church pastors and staff. We hope this podcast will help you grow in your faith and will be a blessing and a resource to you as you pursue God daily. Hello, everyone. Welcome to today's devotional. We'll be reading out of Genesis chapter 32. It's our passage for today out of the one-year Bible. Just to give us a little bit of context, uh, today we're reading about Jacob as he returns home after spending many years away with his uncle Laban. He's gotten married, he's had a lot of kids. Now he's coming back home to face his brother Esau for the first time in decades. And if you remember, the last time Jacob saw Esau, his brother was ready to kill him because he had stolen the birthright and the blessing that rightfully should have belonged to the oldest brother, Esau. Jacob ran for his life and hasn't seen his brother since. And now he's just gotten word that his brother is coming to meet him with an army of 400 men. So Jacob takes his family. He's got two wives and divides his children and his wives into two different groups and sends them on ahead. Uh, Hopefully, he thinks, if my brother attacks one group, the other group can survive. And so now Jacob is alone. And it's probably the worst night of his entire life. He doesn't know if his kids are going to be alive in the morning. doesn't know if his uh, wives are going to be alive in the morning. doesn't know if all of his possessions are going to be stolen or destroyed or he himself will be killed. There's a lot to think about. It's a tough night. And I don't know about you, but I've definitely maybe not had these kinds of stakes, but I've definitely had nights where I was up and I was thinking And, you know, my wife's asleep and my kid's asleep, and it's just me and my thoughts and God. And it can be really hard in those moments to know what exactly you're supposed to pray. And we're going to look here and see in chapter 32 of Genesis how Jacob and God uh, come together to deal with Jacob's issues. So let's read, and uh, starting in verse 24. This left Jacob all alone in the camp, and a man came and wrestled with him until the dawn began to break. When the man saw that he would not win the match, he touched Jacob's hip and wrenched it out of its socket. Then the man said, let me go, for the dawn is breaking. But Jacob said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. What is your name? The man asked. He replied, Jacob. Your name will no longer be Jacob, the man told him. From now on, you will be called Israel, because you have fought with God and with men and have won. Now, Jacob later confirms that this man he's wrestling with is God. He calls this place Peniel, which means the face of God. He said, I've seen the face of God, and yet my life has been spared. And so Jacob, on the worst night of his life, is wrestling with God. Do you know what that feels like? to be up all night and wrestling. God, what are you doing? God, look at my circumstances. God, look at my family. God, look at my health, at my finances, at whatever. Wrestling with God, trying to get from him what we need to survive, to deal with our situation, to somehow come to a place where we feel at peace and at rest with what's going on in our life. And for me, a lot of times, those prayer moments, those dark nights of the soul, those moments where I am striving with the Holy Ghost, 
I want God to change my circumstance, right? That's what we're praying for. That's what I'm looking for. God, I need you to change this, to fix that, to convince them they're wrong or to open a door in this situation. God, I need you to change what I see around me that I'm powerless to change. And I'm sure Jacob felt the same way. God, protect my family. God, make my brother forgive me. God, help me get out of this. But that's not what Jacob gets out of God here. In this moment where they're wrestling, God does two things for Jacob. The first thing he does, the Bible says he touches Jacob's hip and wrenches it out of socket. And later on in the passage, it says that from that day on, Jacob walked with a limp. Walk with a limp. And the second thing that it says that God did for Jacob was change his name. He said, you're not Jacob anymore. Now you're Israel. What can we take from this? Well, first, let's talk about that walk. All of us live our lives a certain way, right? We have our patterns. We have our schedules. We have our opinions and our expectations. And then all of a sudden, one day, God comes into our life, and the way we live is different. The way we walk is different. And I think for many of us, most of the time, when we have these moments of wrestling with God, God's intention is not simply to fix your circumstance. I think rather God's trying to change our walk. God's trying to touch us and change something in us in such a way that when people see us next, there's an unmistakable change that has taken place. I mean, think about Jacob. The next day, everybody's probably asking him, Jacob, why are you limping? What's going on? What happened to you? And all he could say was, man, I was in a bad way and I got a hold of God. He touched me and now my walk is different. Listen, that's what God wants for you and me too. That when we're grieving and we're crying out to him, that we allow him access into our lives in such a way that, man, when he puts his hand on us, we're different. We're changed. We walk different now. And I always want to be somebody that you just watch the way I walk for a little while and you can tell, man, that guy, he's been with God in some tough places. The second thing that God does for Jacob here is he changes his name from Jacob to Israel, which, of course, is the name of God's people. This is where Israel got their name. Why is this significant? Well, we know that Jacob, when he was born, he's a twin. The Bible says that he was born grabbing his brother's heel. That is a euphemism in, in ancient Hebrew for being a tricky person, a heel grabber, trip you up, deceiver, liar, manipulator. And that really marked Jacob's life. He spent his whole life manipulating people, deceiving people. He lied to his father. He manipulated his brother. Later on in life, he uh, had to deal with his uncle Laban. And everything about how Jacob went through life lined up with his name, liar, deceiver. God comes to Jacob and says, you're not that guy anymore. Now you're Israel. You have struggled with God and you've struggled with man and you've overcome. And I love that because all of Jacob's victories in the past were based on his ability to lie and dissemble and trick people. His victory was based on his own cleverness. 
But now God says, no, your life's not going to be marked by your cleverness. That's not how you're going to have victory anymore. Now your life is going to be marked by victory that you won in the presence of God. I'm changing who you are, Jacob. Brothers and sisters, I think God wants the same for you and me. That our life would not be marked simply by what we can get for ourselves in our own strength or our own cleverness. Sometimes God puts us in these hard circumstances and these painful situations, not because he wants to hurt us, but because he wants to drive us into his presence in such a way that he transforms not only our walk, but our very identity, that who we have been is gone. We don't live that way anymore. We don't do those things anymore. But in the presence of God, in the darkness of the night, when I don't know what's going on and I don't know how I'm going to get through this, I found myself in the presence of God and he changed me. Jacob's circumstances do not change, but his walk changes. His identity changes. And the next day he gets up and he's able to face what's coming, not because God fixed it all, but because God changed him. And I think the same is true for you and for me. Our circumstances, man, God can change them like that. He's not worried about that. Our circumstances are small potatoes to God. They seem huge to us, but it's no big deal for him. What God's after is you, your heart, your walk, your thoughts, your attitudes, your opinions, what goes on deep in your soul? That's what God is after. So if you're in a tough spot today, if your circumstances have not gone the way you wanted them to go and you don't know what to do, I want to encourage you. Let's wrestle with God. Let's cry out to him. Not just that he would change what's going on around us, but that through those circumstances, he would change what's going on in here. Amen? Let's pray. God, we love you. We thank you, Lord, that you are so faithful to give us what we need just when we need it. And God, today we cast our cares before you because you care for us. God, we lay those circumstances and those struggles at your feet. And God, we say, in us, have your way. You may not change what's going on in my life, God, but you can change me. Make us into the men and women you've called us and created us to be. And God, I thank you that you can use even these hard days to affect that change. God, I pray for everybody today who's struggling and hurting, that you'd meet them where they are. Let them wrestle with God today. Let them see your face and be changed forever. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for listening. Take a moment to subscribe so you don't miss any of the daily devotionals and be sure to share with your friends. For more information about HPC, visit healingplacechurch.org.